0: Welcome to the Coffee with Creators podcast, a casual conversation with creators about life and experiences. I'm your friend and your host, Michael. Bram, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the Coffee with Creators Creators podcast. Um, Can you do me a quick favor? Can you tell me how how to pronounce your last name? (laughs) It's (laughs) Van Duyvenvoorde. Uh, yeah, I just can't pronounce that. I was reading yeah. your email. I'm like, how do I pronounce this? No, I can't. I can't pronounce it. So yeah, it's- <laughs> I, I, I've been so curious to, to to hear how it sounds. But yeah, thank you. Thank you for, for humoring me. It's just, uh, no, no, I really appreciate it. But thank you for being here on the podcast today. We've got a lot to talk about. And mainly, I mean, in the background, we've been chatting about digital products. You mentioned that you switched from shop- Shopify to Gumroad. And I uh, am not the so other way familiar around. with those. Sorry. Or was it the other way around? From Gumroad yeah, we'll to so Shopify? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. So I'm not familiar with, with, with those platforms, but I have read about them on Twitter. People are talking about it. And I'm like, you know, this is probably something that Bram could um, educate me on. And so that's one of the things here with Coffee Creators is that I want to learn more from other creators, right? From different uh, fields and life experiences and stuff. So this is just going to be a normal casual conversation. So Bram, welcome to the podcast. And can you tell a little bit more about yourself?
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, Thanks for having me. So I'm Bram, I'm 19 years, or 20 years old now. (laughs) I just turned 20 and I'm a, a college student in Amsterdam. I study marketing. And yeah, I've been doing this Instagram thing for three or four years now. And yeah, I was was going to say, I think it was like,
0: uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say, I think it was like four years because the first time we we met on Instagram, I think you were a kid. You were like (laughs) 15 or 16 or something like that. And I remember this, this was a long time ago. And so I've never forgot, I haven't forgotten about that. That's why I got confused when you sent me in, when I checked my messages and I'm like, where's Bram's message? Only to realize that you have two accounts now. So we're we're, we're gonna talk about that. Anyway, I didn't mean to cut you off, continue with with your introduction.
1: Uh, Yeah, so I've been a a college student in Amsterdam and um, yeah, I'm uh, in my first year now. I did uni uh, last year, but I didn't really like it because it was a bit too theoretical for me. I really didn't have the idea that I was kind of like learning stuff that I could apply to the real world. And yeah, so I decided to switch to uh, college here. I don't know if, is there like a difference between college and uni in the US? Like what is Um, your explanation for that? Yeah,
0: there is. There are are basically, universities are pretty much like, i can't even describe it but they're bigger right like they're much more um yeah i'm terrible at describing it but i but we do we do have the same thing yeah it's uh it's uh Uh, similar can't think of the actual word but yes okay yeah so i did that but then yeah it just
1: didn't work out for me so i switched last year and now i'm really (laughs) enjoying it (laughs) Uh, is it because you you have a little bit more freedom is that why yeah, it's I have a lot more freedom, and it it's also like I used to read like two hundred pages a week, so basically a whole book a week, and now I uh, <laughs> read a chapter a week, and I get to do a lot more stuff. I get to work in Adobe, I get to uh, write stories, I get to uh, do research. Like it's a lot more practical, which I think like applies a lot better to what I'm doing here on Instagram.
0: That's so interesting because you would think by now universities would have caught on with yeah. with how we learn and absorb information. Right. Like all you got to do is turn on the Internet. And that's pretty much university right there. I mean, YouTube in itself, yeah. I think, is uh, is is um, just like a great platform for education and easy access and easy to understand for a lot of people. So yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, it's been a while since I've been to university, so I can't remember exactly what I learned. <laughs> but <laughs> you're right. Like it, just to your point, it's um, I, I did the four years, and I graduated. Um, and it was just like one of those things that was so theoretical that I had trouble looking for a job because they were all looking for someone with experience, and it never really. I, I never got the chance to um, really get my, my feet wet in the industry. So I took advertising yeah. when I was in uh, uh, I was uh, going to school. And so after I moved here to the U.S., it was just one of those biggest – the big problem was they were all looking for experience, and I'm like, I, I don't have anything. And so that kind of made me think, like, what was all the, those four years for? But I get it. I mean, there is some, a lot of value still by going, but it's really nice to see that how you're i would say at your age i'm just comparing comparing you to me when i was you i was your age you have a lot more um i guess you look a lot further ahead which is a good thing so tell me more about what you do exactly do you i mean i know you're going to school but what is your let's just call it a day job um so yeah i usually go to school i've got like
1: uh two and a half hours of school each day and then i'm i have to commu- commute two hours because i still of, uh, no i had to i have to commute three hours because i still live at home so i don't live in amsterdam mm-hmm. which is intense <laughs> but yeah that's so every day? usually uh yeah uh, yeah uh, i'm not commuting on fridays because then i don't have school but yeah that's every day that's crazy that's good. yeah <laughs> it is but i get to spend like 40 or 45 minutes on the train so i can work from there so that's all right for me that is actually nice that is actually nice yeah Yeah. okay it's actually it kind of like pushes me to get to work done because i have something that i want to do in the train and i only have 45 minutes for it to do that before Mm -hmm. i have to get off the train so i really like i'm focused during the time you're focused yeah yeah that's actually pretty nice and then yeah on the side i of course work uh, on my college assignments and then i also try to mingle in some uh, instagram work so th- that's either editing a video editing a photo or uh, writing a newsletter for example and then on the weekends on saturdays i always batch shoots all my instagram content for the upcoming week and yeah i edit
0: that on saturdays as well see that's what i need to learn how to do like batch edit content and schedule it because now <laughs> the great thing about Instagram is you can actually schedule posts. And I know the, one of the, 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 the problems with that though, is that you're not al- always present when the post goes live. So you don't get to engage right at that moment, but engagement on social media has kind of changed. I don't know how you think or yeah. what you think about it, but to me, it doesn't seem as mm, immediate as it used to be. Like I, I, maybe I'm just not looking at it the, the right way, but when I, you know, share a post, I usually wait a couple of hours before I start responding, because it's um, yeah, I, I guess it's much more accepted now the fact that social media actually does take a lot of your time. So for me to sit there and wait for the comments to roll in and respond to them as they come in is just doesn't seem so. It doesn't seem efficient. So I decided to just wait for a little bit and then. Respond back, but you've grown your your account from, gee, I don't know. Like I rem- when I first met you, you had like a hundred, couple hundred um, followers, yeah. <laughs> and now you're at what seventy one thousand. I think that's that's insane. Yeah. So yeah, oh, just, how do you? Yeah, how do you do your um your Instagram? Do, do you engage right away? Uh, no, I usually like
1: post the uh reel or feed post at around like nine a.m. and then I usually. Uh, reply to the first comments at 12 a.m. or 12 to 2 p.m. basically so you do wait so, I, yeah yeah I do wait because I okay. think I saw this in a video from uh, Chris Howe I don't know if you know him yes uh-huh yeah he uh, also shared that like the Instagram algorithm wants you to go back basically so it by waiting, they'll basically push your content out further so that you get notifications that you're getting likes. And then... Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes sense. So that actually like,
0: makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. I, I kind of applied I, that tip and just like, yeah. I see. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember when, when I first started my Instagram, one of the things that I noticed is that when I wasn't seeing any growth, I would actually stop posting for a few days. And I don't know if it still applies to this day, but I would stop posting for a few days. And all of a sudden I would get a stream of of like interaction, you know, either new followers yeah. or comments or likes. And to me, that just meant that Instagram wants me to use the app again. So they're pushing the content out there, encouraging me to interact with it once more. And so I, I tried that for a little bit and it seemed to have worked. This was like three years ago. So yeah. but now because of reels. And um, just the, this change, I mean, we, we have a lot to talk about Instagram, by the way. I know yeah. <laughs> we are chatting like, like on Instagram about this, but let's start with this. Okay, let's start with this. So you gave us a little bit of an in, uh, introduction. So do you get paid to do this, to, to do any of uh, your social media? Is that um, something that you actually use uh, as a way of um, just generating income? Do you, I, I know you sell products, so we can talk about that in a yeah. little bit, but what exactly do you do?
1: Yeah, so I basically have uh, two income streams. I've got my uh, branded content. So that's when a company reaches out and like sponsorship posts for me. And I've been trying to kind of like aim that at long-term uh, collaborations with brands because then I can really like build a connection with that brand and that brand can build a connection with my audience. Cause I, I used to do like a lot of like one-off branded posts well, still, of course, being like very curated in which brands I pick, but it just kind of like didn't amount too much, I'd say, because like if you're just seeing a product once or you're seeing a brand once, you're not gonna, uh, in- yeah, um, instantly have a connection with them. That's just like yeah. not how it works. So I've really like been preaching like do long-term collaborations because that's the way to build a relationship basically.
0: Yes, and I think um, if I if I may add to that, like this is one of the things that a lot of brands are starting to learn. You know, not all of them yeah. are. You know, they're they they're getting wiser now. I think, and and it's the it's the fact first of all that they recognize that the audience that creators build, it's not just something that they can just uh, you know pay some money and all of a sudden they have access. I mean, obviously they yeah. get access, but that doesn't they don't win the audience. And this is, this makes it even more important for creators like us to realize how much um, we should care about this audience because we, we shouldn't just be, and you know, I'm learning this too. We shouldn't just be sit. We shouldn't just accept all of these offers thinking, oh, they're just my audience. You know, I can make some money off of them. Like you have to protect them. You have to protect that relationship because you've built that relationship. And people, in a way, actually really do trust you. So the things that you like, the things that you promote, they will have that. You're the bridge to that. And knowing that, you know, brands when they offer products in exchange for for a post or something, (laughs) you know, I always say that's like an an, an insult. But again, I'm giving them giving them a little bit of a grace because I know not all of them are aware. But some of them are obviously taking advantage of other creators. But I think us as creators, it's our job to know this, to know how yeah. important the audience is, uh, our audience is, and we should we should value that. And if we do that, then we will just say no to free uh, product exchanges. I mean, it, it's such a weird thing to me as well, like when they say, uh, you know, in exchange for a post, we'll give you a free product. Or when... when um, the comments will say, oh, you just, you got that for free. Nothing is free. Like, free (laughs) denotes, yeah, the free denotes that you don't have to do anything when you receive it, right? But when a product, when a a company sends you a product and they say, we're sending you a free product, I'm using air quotes, a free product, and then we just want you to post on Instagram or we want you to talk about it. They're asking me to do uh, work. So that's not free, right? So even when I accept something for free, Um, again air quotes free it's not free I always say this when they say oh they just sent you that product like well yeah I had to work for it like what do you mean I had to make this like free means they send it to me and I just get to enjoy it period right so again I'm we're getting into like this wormhole of like you know consumer um, uh, creator and, and brands and stuff but anyway Uh, Let's go back to you. (laughs) Let's go back to you. I'm sorry. It's been a while since I did a podcast and I tend to talk a lot. So um, you said that you basically do Instagram promotions. Um, I also understand you have a newsletter. Can you talk a little bit more about what you do, like what you write about? Yeah, I uh, kind of put the
1: newsletter on hold for a little bit now. I am revamping it because I just made the switch from Comroad to Shopify. And yeah, so my second stream of income is like digital products and that entails like I've got wallpapers and I've mm-hmm. got Not- Notion templates and from that I get emails from uh, my uh, customers basically and then I mm-hmm. can use those emails to kind of like send out my newsletter, of course, with their permission and yes. then uh, also kind of like upsell my products that way. So that's what right. I refer to with newsletters. Yeah.
0: That's 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 one of the things that I'm trying to learn. Like I'm trying to understand. I've always wanted to start a newsletter. I think I started one a few years ago, but I quickly fell off because it was so yeah. It was so difficult. It was so difficult for me to manage that. And I'm like, I, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, honestly, I just signed up for MailChimp, I think. And they're like, oh, we'll, oh yeah. we'll walk you through it. And like half of the stuff I still didn't understand. And I'm like, what do I do? And I remember having this conversation with someone. They're like yeah, I can make, I can sell your newsletter. I mean, I can, I can write your newsletter for you. And he's like, what are you selling? And I'm like, I don't have anything. (laughs) And he's like, well, you know, I think it's very important to, to, to know what you're selling just so you have a, um, a direction, right? Why are you making this newsletter? Right? Like at some point you want to sell something to them. Otherwise, maybe it's just a passion project, but he's like, you're gonna pay me to write this. So I want you to make, I wanna make sure that what you're paying me, you're getting, getting something back. So I'm like, huh, maybe I should stop this for now. <laughs> so it's, it's <laughs> one of those things. But how did you get into this, this trade? Like, how did you, I know Instagram was maybe just a hobby for you. You took a lot of photos no. in the beginning. You shared Apple uh, specific content and hence the name Apple Today Now. Um, was that always the dream Were they, are they still, are they the only company that you really, um, aspire or maybe admire so much that you, you want to fashion your brand to be, um, to be more towards like Apple.
1: Yeah. So right now I'm kind of like trying to get out of the Apple niche because it's kind of like, it's been a bit limiting for me because I, yeah, it's. I've been wanting to talk about other things too like a uh, notion I'm a bit I'm a big notion fanatic and yeah I've been wanting to talk about that and I'm also into travel so I kind of yeah I'm kind of trying to get out of it but I still really don't know how yet and yeah but I have been changing my uh, usernames to brandy media which is kind of like a general term and a lot more of a personal term so that mm-hmm. I can uh, turn it into a personal brand, basically.
0: That's why I got confused. I'm like, where, which one is brand? <laughs> and then when you yeah. emailed me last night, I'm like, oh, that's why, he made another account, yeah. which is much yeah. bigger than your first account. And that's great, no, uh, I absolutely, yeah. Wait, is, uh, am I correct to, to assume that the, the no, new account is bigger? it's not my uh, first account, actually. It's the account that I'm, uh, the big
1: account is still my first account. But oh, a while okay. back, my uh, Instagram got deactivated. Uh, for oh. like two months from March till May, and uh, Instagram uh, customer service is basically non existent <laughs> at this moment. So, okay, so I, th- yeah, this is a good it was segue. Really hard to-
0: yeah, this is no, a really is a, good This segue. is a good segue to the topic that we want to talk about, right? Well, one of the topics I yeah. want to talk about. But tell me about that experience first like, what happened? Why, why was it deactivated? Like, tell us the story. I think that, like, this was
1: afterwards that I, uh, Got, like it, i had a message of a brand trying to contact me or like a brand i think they weren't really efficient they had like two followers you know and then they i just turned them down very politely and then i got a message from them like you'll regret this like, <laughs> for, like right from oh. the movie and then <laughs> uh yeah th- i s- just saw this af- afterwards but i basically couldn't log into my account anymore so they'll when I would try to log in, it just said your account has been deactivated and they give you an option to like uh, oppose that, uh, that Mm -hmm. is deactivated and tell them uh, why it shouldn't be. And I believe the reason was that I was impersonating someone, which I was obviously (laughs) not. (laughs) And then uh, I've been, I just was sending forms back and forth and I heard nothing back. And then I tried to look for ways to try, kind of contact them, uh, tr- yeah, that it was basically talking to a person instead of like a bot, uh, automatically mm-hmm. up- replying to my emails. So then I came to find out that you c- would be able to contact them if you had an Facebook AdSense account and that you had to place one ad. So I placed an ad and then you get access to a live person. Right now. I I don't know if it's still live, but that's how I contacted them. And then I also went through like 20 representatives and they didn't help me. And then there was like one guy who was really like, okay, this is not like this shouldn't be the case. And then I suddenly got an email in May. So this is two months after it got deactivated. And yeah, then I basically had my account back. I could just log in and everyone was just how I left it.
0: Wow, interesting. That that almost sounds like a red flag, right? Like before I yeah. help you, you need you need to purchase an ad first. I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, how is that right? So okay, there's a lot of things I don't like about how Facebook or Instagram meta operates, right? But there is also I can't deny the fact that they've opened up so many opportunities, not just for me, but for everyone else. So I'll take in the good, the, the I'll take the good with the bad. You know, let's just put it that way. I think yeah. the good still outweighs the bad. But this brings us to that conversation that we had a few weeks ago when um, Instagram announced that they are going to start experimenting with paid verification. So I was a little um, salty about this announcement, only because it really felt like they were just trying to do the Elon Musk way of doing doing things, right? Like, yeah. suddenly um, offering, uh, you know, basically charging for something that was previously free. I mean, granted, you had to, to do a lot of work to get verified, but I think that I felt, or I, you know, I felt that that was part of the process. Like, it should be difficult to be verified it should be difficult because that's that that's how you know it's not you're not just being you know um someone's not trying to tr- trying to be like you uh so it's like yeah it was I w- it was a little weird for me to hear that especially and i i know i said this to you in 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 the uh the dm i said that i just don't see how it makes sense that i'm paying them monthly and then all of a sudden if i don't pay them next month suddenly it's not me you know what i mean it's like yeah, I'm not paying it's... for verification. Yeah, I'm paying for customer service, right? It, that's basically what it is. Yeah. Like, if I'm verified, then I get access to like, um, what was it again? Like, what, what can do you remember the things that you get if you pay for monthly a monthly verification from Instagram? I think it was like you get a blue tag, which like okay
1: makes sense. Then you get a customer service, and you would get increased reach. So that's that's like right, a bit yeah. Of an controversial oh, one don't, yeah
0: don't don't they have uh something like 24 hours uh or basically 24 7 um monitoring or something like that to make sure that no one oh, is yeah, yeah. impersonating you yeah so that's that's important to me right so you know what i'm you know what bram like after a few weeks of thinking about it and i said this in in my post i said you know i hate the fact that that i am i am kind of forced to do this i'm not no one's forcing me but since most of my my leads my business leads are coming from instagram i have to pay up to be able to be seen and to make sure that i am protected you know and all that stuff and you know they need to make money i get it even though they're already rich but (laughs) it's um to me i think the biggest issue was why don't we just not call it verification why don't we just call it a monthly subscription so that no one impersonates you you know what i mean it's like because yeah. verification to me is that, oh, yeah, you are the – you know what? I'm, I'm shooting myself in the foot because it does sound exactly what verification is. Yes. <laughs> I'm so dumb. No, um, I, I didn't, I, something about it just didn't sit right with me. And to be honest with you, even to this day, it still doesn't sit right it, because of the monthly thing. And it's expensive. I think that's what it is. It's 15 bucks a month, at least in yeah. the U.S. I don't know how much it is for the rest of the world, but um, – I mean, I'm just tired of all these subscriptions. I really am. I have so (laughs) much subscriptions from everything. And it's like, like I work so hard and all of a sudden, like, oh yeah, half of it goes to like subscriptions. And it's, it's kind of insane, but I understand. I understand that you were excited for it. Can you, I, I, I have a guess as to why, but tell me why you're excited for this. Yeah. I like
1: right now there is no customer service like you can't talk to a person unless you buy AdSense and go through that route. But it like having your account like taken away from me is essentially like having your business taken away from you. If you have not been active on other platforms, which I was not at the time. So for me, it was kind of like I ha- didn't have a job all of a sudden basically. Yeah. So it's yeah, that was kind of like a worst nightmare situation. And um, I'd happily pay to have that customer service because I also th- I thought like, why can't they offer it now? But I guess it's because Instagram has 1 billion users. I don't know, something like that. And mm-hmm. yeah, so they can't offer customer service for that because then they would like literally need the most, the like the biggest customer service team in the world, which I right. understand they are trying to... Um, Give us now through this subscription. So yes, they are making money, but it also makes sense why they have to charge for it, I guess, for me.
0: Yeah. I guess it just, um, part of the thing that also, and I these are just theories, right? Like this is just what I'm thinking. Like why, I always go back to, why does Instagram need to make money? still, like through, they already make money through advertising because so many users use their platform, right? So many companies and users and brands and all that stuff. And then it hit me. I'm starting to realize that there's a shift in the the create, that's why it's called the creator economy, right? Like there's this huge shift in marketing. And now brands, instead of paying Meta, for example, or Instagram, and I'm I'm just guessing because I don't really know how everything works, but instead of them paying meta to advertise they go directly to the creator and say we'll pay you and then you talk about our products because it's a more organic way of sharing and again we are the bridge to their ideal customer and so it could be that meta is definitely feeling the shift as to where advertising money is going now so maybe this is just another way to to kind of recoup that but again I'm not an expert at this. I'm just trying to be as observant as possible. And if anyone's listening to this and has an idea, please let me know because I'm very, very curious as to what you think. Um, What do you think, Bram? Like, do you think that might be a a, a plausible um, reason? Yeah, I think so. Like, I haven't thought about it in that way. But
1: if it's like... I don't think it's the case right now, but I think they kind of saw mm-hmm. like budget shifting within businesses and yeah, it's been shifting towards the creators, creator, so it makes sense for them to kind of like then shift their strategy to,
0: yeah, that makes sense. Right, right, because now the the ones holding the money essentially are are the, are the creators, so now they have to yeah. charge the creators for using their platform to make money, right? So I I guess it makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. I guess I'm just still a little annoyed at the fact that it's 15 bucks a month. I'm like, why can't it be yeah. <laughs> like $9 a month or $7 a month? But you're right. If with a, a billion users, that does mean a lot of work. Um, I feel like once it does roll out to us, when, do you know when it's coming out to you guys? Uh, no,
1: not really. I think they, they're live now in Australia and New Zealand, but I don't know when they'll, they they'll, an when an they'll an be launching. Uh, no.
0: Yeah. We haven't. Okay. Uh, yeah. Because nope. I am kind of excited for that just because I don't have to worry too much. Because you're right. Like in the beginning yeah. when I first started my Instagram account, the real intention was to just stick there. But as a safety net, I decided to make other um, accounts basically everywhere, right? Like I need to be present yeah. everywhere. Because it was already apparent to me back then that if I lose my Instagram account, I lose everyone. I lose my job, my, my business, like you said. And that's why I wanted to start a newsletter because that's the only way that you could actually keep a direct connection with your audience, right? We can talk about that. So, um, yeah. like, say, Meta goes under. I mean, that's not going to happen. But what? let's just say that Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, every, everything else – goes bye-bye you they own your audience they own your contacts right so when they go they're, they're gone and you have no access to them and that's why i think there's been a a resurgence in um newsletters just because i feel like people are starting to understand this like not only does it cut through the noise of social media but it it serves as like a safety net as to like as your your means of communication with you with your um with your audience so when you started your newsletter was that the same thinking why you started it or did you just want yeah. to share something okay yeah it's i for one i
1: really like to write i really like writing and uh so that's like an immediate like it just suits best with what i like to do and i also really liked it like you really own your audience there it's like no one can take that from you even if the email provider goes south. Like you can download the CV files and you'll Mm -hmm. still have that audience and start over somewhere else with that audience. So yeah, that's basically was a huge reason for me. And it's also the best way to, um, sell something to your audience because it's with Instagram, you are amongst the hundreds and hundreds of other creators and other posts that are on the feed. And in your, when you're in someone's mailbox, you really have a direct line to them. So yeah, that's also kind yeah. of like the.
0: I read somewhere that like the, uh, the conversion rate for emails is something like, or sales on uh, within emails is something like 70% or something high, like really, really high. And it compared to like, if you had a large audience on Instagram or YouTube or wherever, and you try to sell to them, and you might reach a wider audience. But the conversion rate is really low. But if you're um, selling through your newsletter, I think the conversion is really, really high. I forgot yeah. what the percentage was, but I, I believe that, right? Because it's it, like you said, it's it's a more direct connection to your audience, and it feels a little bit more intimate. It feels very yeah. personal, right? It so is. it's like a a, a real connection. It's it's almost like someone texting you and saying, "Hey, you know, uh, whatever." It's it, it's really cool, actually. So I have a really qu- quick question. Are you on Substack? Uh, sorry. What's Substack? <laughs> Substack. Sub. Okay. So that's that's um, that's new. <laughs> that's basically what I'm using right now. It's it's really fascinating. Okay. So uh, again, this is coming from someone who has no idea how, of how newsletters work, right? So in the last few weeks, I've been asking people, and I said. What should I do? I want to start a newsletter. I don't know where to begin. Yeah. I don't know what to do. And someone, actually a couple of my a couple of people that I follow um, use this this site called Substack. And Substack is it's basically a blog, a blog site. Yeah. So you 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 make your blog and people can subscribe to it. So it's also it's basically a newsletter, but people can also access it through the web. Um, oh, I don't know, cool. I haven't, yeah, I haven't explored any of the, uh, like, the, the features, like, can you, you, I'm sure you can block them through a paywall, you can, it also acts kind of like a Patreon account, like, you can ask people to subscribe without, without blocking anything, um, but one of the cool things about this is, so I started my Substack. first of all, it's so easy to make um, a Substack. And when you write your first newsletter and you you send it to um, your first like two people, for example, um, there are suggestions like it'll it'll pop up in your your Substack and it'll say if you like this content, you might you might like this other person's content. So it also suggests other people. Oh. And so it also in a way, it also becomes this own social media thing. So writers and bloggers and, you know, whatever they they subscribe to other Substacks, and this is where the cool part uh is i think so i subscribe to one of my favorite um creators this is iskren from this is e i don't know if you follow him he's he's rather Ooh. big now on youtube yeah and he's i think where is he again i sorry if you're listening to this i forgot where you're from i'm, I'm my brain is like <laughs> everywhere right now but um it's uh it's He's one, he's one of those people that I followed on Substack. So when I subscribe to him and he subscribes back, his huge following on Substack, so basically the people who subscribe to his newsletter, um, well, he has the choice to do this, by the way. But if he subscribes to me, his audience also will know that, hey, he just subscribed to Michael. Yeah. So th- it's basically suggesting me to his already big audience Which helps me grow my own audience. So it's 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 a really cool concept. But it's like it's a newsletter that's also a social media site, kind of. And when you you can engage there, so someone can comment directly through the email, right? Like uh, reply back to your your Substack or your newsletter, and it'll it'll pop up, and then you can have a conversation there. And I'm like, this is really cool, and it's so easy to manage. But anyway. I wanted to bring that up because again, I did. I don't know anything about Substack, and I was just really curious if you if you did. Uh, but what do you use? What do you use for your newsletter? Is It more for like the traditional. How does it work? Yeah, I use uh, ConvertKit. It's, I think it's like the most well known
1: email newsletter provider. And like I would have loved to use Substack now that I'm hearing of it, but I use yeah. ConvertKit because it allows me to. Uh, Connect it with my Shopify store, and then I can set up all these uh, automatic email automations, which will uh, basically whenever in someone orders someone, they get added to a list, and that list gets a certain amount of emails. So it's a How bit more automated and a bit more like
0: <laughs> salesy, so to say. But yeah, I need I need to pick your brain though, like the, like when you make these these funnels, I guess. Um, yeah it's very important for for digital creators to have this because not only do we want to sell products but we want to be discovered we want to be able to to show the other things that we've created and that's just the way it is right i mean it does sound salesy from from the surface but to be honest with you from a user's perspective like for me there are some people that i love right like absolutely love and i follow and i'll buy everything that they sell and if they were to suggest something else, I'd be like, sign me up. You know what I mean? It's, it's just a, a more targeted advertising, I think. So I need to learn that. I need, I need to pick your brain and <laughs> understand how all this stuff works. But, okay, so let's go back to your digital products. Like you said you sold yep. – um, you sell wallpapers. And what else did you do – you, do, you, do you sell? And notion templates. Notion templates, that's right. Because I am yeah. afraid of Notion. I have no idea how to use Notion. <laughs> I write stuff on a piece of paper. I'm a little bit more old school. And I'm tried Notion. I just don't understand. So maybe, maybe, um, you know, if, if I find someone who can walk me through that, like through, uh, I don't know, like an instruction, like a template, like you said, that would be something I would definitely check out. So in the beginning of this podcast, you mentioned that you switched from Gumroad to Shopify. Yeah. Correct. Right. Okay. So Gumroad is one of those big digital stores, if I'm not mistaken. Can you talk a little bit more about it and help me understand what Gumroad actually is? Gumroad is basically a, a kind of like a
1: Facebook marketplace for creators. They can, it's kind of like, it's really easy to upload a product. You can like it you just have to fill out some information, launch it, and they'll take care of everything else. They'll take care of your uh, VAT, which is a big thing because we creators mostly sell internationally. So you have to deal with VAT if you're not going th- through Gumroad, and they uh, take care how of much is, your um, email. How much is
0: VAT tax again? How much is VAT? It's uh, a special. Is
1: that? That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here in the Netherlands, it's 21%. But 21?
0: In... Yeah. <laughs> it's a oh lot. Oh my God. <laughs> I thought California's yeah. <laughs> tax was already high, but oh, okay, anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, in California, it's different. In uh, New York, it's probably different. It's different everywhere in the world. So yeah. when yeah. you're setting up a online store, that's something like that you have to take into account. And basically the way Gumroad works is that you are not actually selling the product to the customer. You're selling it to Gumroad and then Gumroad is selling it to the customer, which means that you're selling it to a business, which means that you don't have to- um, Pay the VAT. Uh, calculate the VAT, yeah.
0: Wow, that is huge. 21% yeah. is a huge amount. So it, that that eats up so much of your, of your overhead. That's crazy. So, but you said that you switched from Gumroad to Shopify and Shopify is a little bit more expensive. Is that correct? Uh, no,
1: it's actually cheaper now. Like Gumroad works on a commission basis. So it's really easy to start. Like you basically, if you don't make any money, they don't make any money, but it used to work on a like a scale business that if you were to sell like a hundred thousand dollars or $10,000, you'd have to pay less commission. And that went from like nine to seven to five to three percent, and I was just about to enter the five percent bracket. and then they decided to make everything flat, so everyone was going to pay the same commission, and that was going to be ten percent. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah, and that was going to be ten percent plus your uh, credit card fees, and it used to be, it it would have been five percent without. Uh, ex- excluding credit card fees, so they they wow. keep credit card
0: fees, so they basically double. Well, it. that's a bummer. Yeah, yeah, that's a bummer. <laughs> but first of all, congratulations! I mean, the fact that you're selling so much, that's crazy. Thanks. What was what was your best seller? Uh, I think it was my abstract patterns
1: version two wallpaper pack. That one really took off. It was around the time like I saw Apple announce the iOS 16 lock screens. And I was like, okay, wallpapers are going to be huge in September when this update drops because everyone will want to uh, customize their their lock screens. And I was like, okay, I need to release a
0: wallpaper pack then. And I did. And it like took off like crazy. Dang. I, I need to do that. Like I seriously <laughs> need to try this out. It's, it's insane. It's, it's so cool because like you can create something and it'll sell itself. It'll yeah. just keep selling. Itself. And because it's so affordable... Like it doesn't yeah, hurt that's anyone. It's also the thing, to, it's right? It doesn't hurt like, anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That is so cool. I, I need to. I need to try this. I know my friend John Imperial. You know John Imperial.
1: He, yeah. He's yeah, He, he create,
0: Yeah. He also has uh, found quite the success in uh, his wallpaper packs. Um, but he doesn't even sell through. Um, he only sells it through his website, and so it's not even. Yeah. Like it's not even scaled properly. I think uh i mean when not not his wallpapers but like the way he sells it it's just like through this little little avenue right like oh if you see this link on youtube and then yeah so there's yeah there's this huge potential and i'm sitting on this potential and i'm like i'm not using it so it's like i I (laughs) need to figure this one out i need to figure this one out okay so that's that's fascinating but uh why to switch to shopify though
1: yeah, it was because they. Uh, I've always kind of wanted to switch because Gumroad is really easy to set up, but everything is also kind of like taken care of. You can't really customize anything. I couldn't cast customize the landing page. like a really like comic sansy. Uh, five the website <laughs> so <laughs> it just like it's not uh, really the best <laughs> for a uh, landing page so i wanted to customize that i wanted to really dive into like email marketing and handling all that seo is like nothing on gumroad and um it also doesn't really have the best analytics so you can't really dig into your analytics and come up with a new strategy so I've been wanting to switch, and when they doubled their uh rates, I kind of was like, okay, this is it, because I was gonna, uh, yeah, because I also have like a very, uh, sw- like all my products are pretty affordable, and they mm-hmm. also take like per order they take fi- twenty five cents, and that might not be a lot if you're selling thirty dollar products, but my products are. 3 euros and 49 cents so that's basically like already 10 percent of my yeah uh, that's a value. huge cut already yeah, yeah.
0: so that's a that's huge a... cut already and mm-hmm.
1: yeah it just didn't make sense for me to stay on there anymore so that's why i sh- switched to shopify i had to look at some other alternatives too but shopify is basically like the most rounded and
0: easy to understand platform to do this on next to gumroads have you noticed any shift in, like, reach? Like, has have you reached more customers or less customers? Well, I just launched it today, so I oh, don't really okay.
1: know yet. <laughs> yeah, I launched good my luck. website today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks. But I haven't really noticed it yet, but, like, so far the feedback has been really good. So, yeah, I guess we'll see.
0: Okay, so I'm going to ask for your advice, right? Like, I have no wallpaper yeah. packs. I know I did this through my website just because, like, I don't know, I just want to try it out. Like, I have no idea, but I, I get zero clicks on my website. No one goes to my yeah. my website aside from, uh, like, I, I get a few from, from brands when they just want get, to get in touch with me. That's why I don't really, I haven't really taken care of my website. I, I have updated it, but it's like I just leave it, right? Like, I use it as a way for, for brands to contact me. But, if I were to sell a digital product, let's just say a wallpaper yeah. pack, only because it's something that I know I can make. I know i I can I can create something like that. Obviously, I want to um to do something else, something different, but that's just my nature. My nature has always been not to be like everyone else. That's always yeah. just been me like not it's not that it's a bad thing for anyone else who who tries to follow um, someone else's footsteps or, or methods, that's actually a good thing because that method works and why not follow that? Right. But for me, if you know me as a person, like that's just my nature, I hate being, um, like, like, like everyone else in that sense. Like if everyone's selling wallpapers, I'll be like, no, I want to sell something else. But then I, you know, I've thought about it for like three years and I'm like, I've got nothing to sell. (laughs) (laughs) so like maybe I should sell wallpapers (laughs) but it's uh so what would you what would be your advice like for someone like like me who has no experience um what can I do what's what's the first let's just make it into like three broad steps like what would be the first three steps you would you would do if you were in my shoes
1: yeah I think the first step would be um coming up with the idea for the product and I I took this this way like I used to get this was like last year January I think or like the year before that October when I started working on them I got a lot of questions like what wallpaper is that what wallpaper is that it's at one point I got 70 dms a day asking what wallpaper I was using on a certain post and I was like this is not like I can't handle this and then I also thought hey maybe I can make some money with this if I can refer them to my own wallpaper mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so that's kind of like how I came up with the wallpaper idea and the same was with the notion template some people were asking me like hey what notion template is that in that post and can I use it and then I kind of provided it that way so I think like Coming up with ideas of products through what your audience is asking for, like really listening carefully, that's I think the best way to come up with
0: product ideas. Okay, and that so that's the, the first step. step. Yes, yeah, that yeah. one. And then so let's say I have the idea, um, I have the digital product idea. What should I do next? Like, like honestly, I don't know. I honestly yeah. don't. Know. <laughs> like let's just say I have a wallpaper pack right now ready. I just don't know what to do. Do I upload it somewhere? Do I what do I do? Yeah, I'd pick then, uh, step two would be like picking a platform. I'd, uh,
1: If you're like starting out, like really starting out with just uh, with your business, I still suggest Gumroad because it's like that easy. But for you, like you're already a pretty big creator. So I would like take the time and really make a Shopify store because it's just a lot more customizable. You can really ad- adapt some branding into that and you can really like customize everything to your needs and you can also like expand it with a blog and a newsletter and like there's all these options to it options to it so yeah i'd then uh, make a website on shopify and uh, upload the products there and make sure everything is running smoothly and sort out the vat because if you haven't done that right and the uh, fed um comes at your doorstep 10 years from now with a fine of ten
0: thousand dollars because you haven't been handling your vat right that's not the way (laughs) i saw um, i saw a meme that I couldn't stop laughing about it like um and this may be just applicable to the irs here in the united states and um because it's it's tax season so it's relevant right yeah uh a kid was asking his his dad like dad can you talk can, can you tell me what what taxes is like like why do we have to uh, prepare our taxes and stuff. And he's like, son, imagine if I gave you a bag of M&Ms and you knew in the end you would basically eat it, right? Like I, I give you a bag of M&Ms and I know exactly how many M&Ms are in that bag. And then so tax season is basically me asking you how many M&Ms did I give you and you have to tell me the correct answer. And if you don't tell me the correct yeah. answer, you go to jail. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, that's exactly how it feels like. Like, wait a minute. Yeah, it's like wait, that. Wait. <laughs> I just thought it yeah. was funny. Yeah. Th- no, you're right. Like, you always sort out your taxes. Always make sure yeah. that you're, you pay the dues, like, what, what you're supposed to do. Because you don't want it to come back and bite you in the butt. Um, no. Okay, so step two. And also start a shop. Oh, a, sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh, sorry. Uh, also take a professional into that i went before i launched my shopify store i uh, went to my accountant and he had like a vat guy who handled all that and he like explained it to me helped me set it up and yeah that's just like to make sure that it's all handled correctly because online there isn't really a lot of information about international vat like nobody really knows how to handle it so it's mm-hmm. i think it's good to kind of like spend the extra money and take a an imp- professional in for that.
0: That makes sense. Like if you are going to run a business, you, you treat it like a bi- business, right? Like yeah. do the, the right things. Okay. That, very wise, very sound advice. So basically think of a dig- digital product and set up a Shopify. What's next? I think
1: then like you have to set up some sales, mon- uh, sales funnels and make sure you've got like strategies in place. So make sure to uh create a uh content strategy if you're on social media i've got like i've got the rule that i've get to post like one sales post every week and that could be a branded post by a sponsor or that could be a, a post about my wallpapers and yeah that's kind of like the rule i stick to and then um yeah i'd make a strategy of that and then i also would implement some upselling techniques so upselling are you familiar with upselling
0: yes mm-hmm. but let, like, for the for yeah. the audience like a, let's let's yeah let's let's kind of try to explain it like what is upselling upselling is basically
1: like um making the average order value so the what people are ordering making their orders bigger by offering different products in addition to what they're already buying because like Research have shown time and time again that it's easier to convince an existing customer to buy something from you than a non-existent customer. So it's basically, yeah, making sure your customers are buying more stuff from you, which aligns with
0: them, of course. Do you always upsell? Is that a practice that you always apply? Well, I try to, like, do it... I, I'm kind of
1: coming from a standpoint that, like, I'm trying to upsell where it makes sense for the customer and where the customer wouldn't mind it, if not prefer it. Like if they, they really, Mm. I don't want to bother them with like salesy stuff all the time. I just want to make sure that if like, Hey, I think they might be interested in this, then I'm, uh, yeah, gonna send an email. But if Mm -hmm. I honestly don't think it's like interesting for them and it needs to be, it doesn't need to feel like an ad for them. It doesn't need to bother them in their, day to day life right. so to
0: say. Right. They say okay, so that makes total sense. Like I I was just curious like a perfect to me a perfect illustration of an upsell is basically I'm going to do the American description, right? Like I'm going through a McDonald's drive-through. Like so it's oh, yeah. uh, it's <laughs> basically you're buying a burger, right? So the customer are I mean the, the the establishment already knows that you're hungry, you like burgers. And so with burgers you want probably a drink and maybe a side, right? Like fries. So the the order would be, can I have can I order a Big Mac? And the, up, the, the upsell would be, would you like to make it a, into a meal? You get fries and a Coke. And it's basically a slightly discounted rate instead of buying every single piece separately. Yeah. So that is the upsell. And for me as a customer, as an existing customer, like what Bram was saying, that, to- that makes total sense to me. Like why not yeah. enjoy the entire package, right? So that's a good way to describe what an upsell is. So, okay, going back to what you just said, you... The content strategy, the the sales strategy, I don't know what I'm doing, Bram. Like, how do I how do I come <laughs> up with this? Is there like a is there like a simple way of doing it? Did you do it through trial and error? Is there like um maybe uh I don't know like a path that I have to to kind of follow first? Well, with wallpapers, it's kind of like really uh
1: like um generic. Like people will. I I will just implement a wallpaper in a post, like my wallpapers are all over my Instagram and I don't really mention them. People just see them and they'll like ask where they, where it's from, and then I can direct them to my store. But yeah, with other products, you can kind of like, I always look at it as you don't want to make an ad. You just want to make an informative post and help the customer with that informative post
0: and clinging to that is your product. So to say. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that yeah, the, that makes total sense. And you know, coming from someone who's been on Instagram for, for a while now, and you've been on Instagram for a while now as well, yeah. but it's like it's insane to me to think about all the years that people have asked what wallpaper I'm using. And instead of creating yeah. that <laughs> wallpaper myself, I was just like, Oh yeah, you can download it here. And I'm like, Man, I, I basically just threw away money. <laughs> <'cause Yeah>. it's, <laughs> and it's it's such an organic way, right? Like I post a lot yeah. of Pictures of tech, and all these tech items have screens. All you got is all you got to do is put the the the, the product in that screen, and you let them yeah. discover it themselves, right? And this actually is basically the method of brands working with creators. They want the creators to be happy and excited about the products, so that the um the the customer discovers it, discovers using air quotes by themselves on their own when they follow someone they like that person and they're like oh i like michael's i don't know i can't describe anything that they might like maybe let's just pretend they like my shirt right (laughs) like i like michael's shirt and then they'll ask like where did you get your shirt so it's a very organic and natural way and it doesn't that's why i'm the bridge because i didn't talk about like and this is why i'm changing my content by the way like future content on youtube and stuff like i'm steering away from the traditional by the way this Video was sponsored by this, whatever this shirt is. It's going to be more, um, I guess, uh, what do you call this? Integrated, like integrated in a more natural way. Like I'm actually using the product. But this is a problem with me for a lot of the brands because brands are, a lot of them are very traditional. So, and it's just a marketing guy trying to get their numbers, right? So that they can report to their boss. So it's always going to be, you know how many views? How big is your audience? This is the budget and all that, but marketing is so much deeper, so much more um, uh, complicated than just that. And I, I feel like when you look at your audience as numbers as, as well, I mean it's it's helpful. Like you look at the data, yeah. But if you treat them like numbers, there really is a disconnect there. So that's it's one of those things that I'm trying to uh, navigate through, and also making the brands understand a little bit more about it like when someone I remember just last week they're like oh we want you to share this and I'm like you know what this is a product that people would really like first of all I think I like this I think I'm going to enjoy this would you like to send it out to me so that I can try it and then if I really like it then I I can possibly share it on on a video and then suddenly they had, they had all these requirements. Like, we want our name yeah. on the first fold of the description. We want it to be this in, within the first few minutes. And I'm like, well, this is why it's not going to work. Like, people are not very receptive of, of salesy um, like content like this. So it's one of those things that I'm excited about because it's changing. I feel like the audience are very savvy, right? Bram, you're in your yeah. own marketing you know this. The audience are very savvy. we We can smell we can smell a sales pitch a mile away, right? Like that's yeah, really how can, the yeah. audience are, right? So we can't treat them like um, like they don't understand. And I feel like that level of respect is starting to to become more apparent in content, which gets me really excited because the more natural I can be on my content, I think the better it does. Like the better content is and the better the interaction is and the better the relationship becomes so yeah i mean that's 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 a lot of um that's a lot of side talk for me <laughs> that's a lot of like <laughs> branching out to different topics <laughs> but no those are good advice those are very very good advice so what do you think um are you you have two digital products right now is that correct notion templates and uh, yeah or you two have two categories more? basically Oh, two no, categories. I,
1: right. I Yeah, two categories, but I have like nine-ish products, I guess now. Wow. Nine well wow. I products. I
0: really got to step up. I really got to figure this one out, Bram. <laughs> you have nine. Yeah. After. <laughs> <laughs> but like
1: I have, I had nine, but I used to like sell the mobile and the desktop packs separately. And now I've got like, I've kind of like uh merge them and into like one wallpaper pack where people have the option to do mobile or desktop or mobile and desktop and that's also a really easy way to upsell for me because they will like if they get the mobile and desktop version they'll have
0: to pay a little bit extra mm-hmm. it makes more sense so, yeah. See that's that's perfect yeah. upsell right there yeah that's great so do you think Do you think this is what you'll be doing for the next for for the foreseeable future? Just creating more digital products and kind of marketing it is that, and also building your your personal brand. I'm I'm so happy that you're doing that, by the way, because people follow people, people follow personalities. They don't follow they follow logos, but only up to an extent. But most people latch on to people, in the fact that you are now a person. You're not just Apple today now. I mean that that's that's huge I think and you can just build on that and you you've already have the experience in the past few years. But what's next for you? What do you think is the next step? Well, I've been looking into like some different things. I
1: right now I'm also building a TikTok page. I've really like like I'm genuinely liking creating content for TikTok right now because it's like TikTok doesn't really have any rules. With Instagram you kind of like have to do reels and you have to do this and that and post at that time but with tiktok it it, yeah there are there's no limits you can't fall off the face of the earth for like two months and then come back and expect the same results like that's basically (laughs) the only rule but yeah yeah it's been like really fun to kind of expand there and i'm also um expanding my email list i'm uh hopefully uh going to start making my Notion course. So I'm making a course for uh, Notion starters uh, to help them like understand Notion and such.
0: That sounds like me, Bram. I'm going to say that. <laughs> that sounds like yes. me. <laughs> <laughs> but and yeah, so I... After I've... that, yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say, like continue oh. with, your, with your story. There's a slight delay, so I apologize about that.
1: Oh, no worries. Um, But yeah, it's uh that course is coming up and i'm yeah i'm just kind of like just trying to find different ways to uh reach new audiences and yeah it's
0: just like kind of, i'm kind of exploring as i go basically okay that's good that's good that's it sounds like a very exciting time especially since uh you know let's be frank this is still just the beginning of, of what you're doing because you're starting to just like Hopefully. figure out like okay this <laughs> yep no it for, for sure it is it's uh and I can tell, like I can tell from the excitement and it's all it's you, you're, you've discovered you You literally just started your new Shopify thing. Right. So that's it's new. And I think the point is, like, when you start the start, the starting point is always going to be the, the toughest part because you don't know what you're doing. But as you go along, you start to figure out, like, OK, th- I think this is the path that I need to go and I can let's see if I can progress it you are still at the very beginning stage. Like I am too at the very beginning stage. And it's really exciting to, to look at things that way. Right. So I can't wait, Bram, like I can't wait maybe next year. Um, we should, I mean, it doesn't have to be a year, but we'll, we'll have you back on the podcast. But next (laughs) year I want us to, to sit down and revisit, right? Like revisit this specific, this exact conversation and be like, all right, so you switched to Spotify. I mean, not Spotify, (laughs) Shopify. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What was the, uh, what was the result? Like what happened? Are you still with them? Are you doing something else? Are you still selling digital products? Who knows? Maybe you have a a huge empire by then. And it's kind of crazy to think about it that way. But in the digital age, like you can grow a business from zero to like a crazy amount in such a short amount of time. So I'm happy for you, Bram. I'm so excited for you. I'm super glad that you found the time to be on the podcast today and for educating me on, on all the, the stuff that you talked about. I definitely need to pick your brain some more because I, you know, seriously, I need to get on this digital pr- uh product thing because I don't know why. I don't, I think I'm just yeah. too <laughs> afraid. I was just too afraid. Um, before we end the podcast, uh, where can they find you? Where can the audience find you? Yeah. So um, I'm called, at Bram D Media,
1: So that's B-R-A-M-D-M-E-D-I-A on Instagram and on TikTok. <laughs> and um, yeah, so you can find me on there and feel free to reach out. I'm also always happy to uh, reach new people and talk to new people.
0: Bram is a very, very pleasant person to talk to. So you guys, don't be afraid to reach out to him. Um, he's, he's just really, really nice. So do that. Um, you will definitely hear from me, Bram, because it's a. Uh, Thanks. I, I, need, to <laughs> I really yeah. need to do this. I really need to do this. <laughs> but thank you, thank you for 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 being on the podcast. We'll have you back again. No worries. Um, we'll keep in touch. Yes, uh, we'll stay in touch, and um, uh, we'll we'll, we'll talk again very very soon. Thanks again.